Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the two-man game on ClavesOnline.com. I'm Matthew Rocchio, joined by Bob Ramsey today. Talk a little basketball as the NBA draft was last night, and some big trades have rocked the NBA landscape over the last week. Rammer, how you doing today? Doing pretty well. We've had a little time off. I had a little illness I'm still getting over, so uh, hang with me, folks, if I cough up a lung here. But uh, – We'll get through it. No, it's it's great to be back on with you, Rock. You're an absolute fighter, Rammer, and that's why we love you. Let's jump into some of these big trades. Obviously, the big one in so many ways, the Bradley Beal trade, it has now spawned uh, a success of other trades. The Chris F. Porzingis trade being looped into it. Also, the Chris Paul trade in reaction to it being looped in. Essentially, if you, if you, you know, just to give a quick overview, Bradley Beal goes to the Suns for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and a bunch of draft picks, some, some pick swaps. I'm actually going to throw this up for everybody so they can, can see the, the full kind of layout of what happened here. So then the next trades that fall out, and including one thing, one thing I forgot to put over on the Wizards trade side, is that Jordan Goodwin, former St. Louis Billiken and Washington Wizard, is going to the Phoenix Suns as well. Very excited about that part of this trade, no doubt about that. But so they trade Chris Paul, to the Wizards, and then the Wizards can pull off two successive trades to make this all happen, which is Chris Epps Porzingis goes to the Boston Celtics. They then loop in the Memphis Grizzlies. Tyus Jones, the former Grizzlies point guard, ends up in Washington, uh, as well as some extra, as well as some more of those picks. Also, uh, in that deal, Marcus Smart goes to the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it's a fascinating deal when you think about what's going on with John Morant. But on the other side, Chris Paul who just found out about the deal from his son and somehow Isaiah Thomas is still involved in all of this as an NBA uh, decision maker, apparently. But then Chris Paul gets swung to, I could not believe this, the Golden State Warriors. And because of that, Jordan Poole and a protected first round pick. That's where the idea is under Wizards receive. That's where that came from. So in the end, the fallout, the Wizards trade, Bradley Beal, Chris Dabbs Porzingis, and Jordan Goodwin, and they get Jordan Poole, Tyus Jones, Landry Shamit, eight second-round picks, four first-round pick swaps, and one protected first. Those first four, those four-round pick swaps, by the way, 24, 26, 28, and 2030. They also got a little bit of cash there. I thought after the eventual, you know, the the preceding deals, it actually wasn't a terrible deal for the Wizards. The bo- the bottom line is that. Bradley Beal's no trade clause meant that he pretty much could dictate what team he was going to go to, and that team therefore could dictate a little bit of a cheaper price. Some people have criticized the Wizards for not getting a lot of first-round picks. Uh, the bottom line is there's a very good chance the Suns are not this Suns team by a lot of those pick swaps, and so those certainly could be be essentially like trading up from you know the late teens, the early 20s, all the way to a top 10 pick if the Suns bottom out because of the new CBA. And all that just you know top heavy roster build. Yeah, well, I think that's the the first interesting part. The top three or four guys are making so much money. How are they going to make that work? And you'd have to have the rest of your team be at the minimum. But if you can get it in under the cap, um, that might not be the way to go anyway. What's that? They're just trying to get one ring because that's yeah. essentially. I mean, the, the, there's a new CBA coming in the in, in the in the NBA in a year, and when that comes, you're allowed to have two max players. And when you look at the Suns roster, they have more than that. And yeah. so 
they're going to have essentially four max players they're trying to fit under their roster. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and DeAndre Ayton. There's a good chance DeAndre Ayton's not going to start the 2023-2024 season with them. It wouldn't shock me at all. But the bottom line is, after they finish that season, they're going to have to lop off one more max contract to be in this, to be in compliant with the CBA. And so, again, those pick swaps for the Wizards, a lot of people poo-poo in this deal. It's not a great deal, and, and the Wizards put themselves in this situation by being a bad franchise for a lot of years. But considering they had so much going against them, I think they made out pretty well. Jordan Poole is going to be able to shoot the ball all he wants. I honestly think the dumbest thing they did, Rammer, was give away Jordan Goodwin. Well, I think the here's the thing. My point as it we hone in on St. Louis and the things we like, you know, we're here, right? And uh, I think it's a great move for Goodwin. He and Beal are friends. That's fine. Both from St. Louis, they represent. Yeah, okay, I get all that. But if indeed the Suns don't do some other wild stuff to change what the what the roster looks like, I think Gordon uh, uh, Jordan Goodwin will play a lot and be a defensive guy and a role player that they need with uh, those high salary guys. You've got to have guys that don't have to shoot but can still contribute. And that's Jordan Goodwin to a T. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I also think it's fascinating because – when you look at the point guard spot now in Phoenix, I think Jordan Goodwin has a good chance to pick up a lot of those minutes only because they don't really need to sign a big-name point guard because you look at Devin Booker and you look at Bradley Beal, and those guys combined over the last six seasons are averaging about 11 to 12 assists combined per game. They're both about at about five and a half assists per game. They both have seasons where they've averaged over six assists per game. You have two of the best ball-handling, pick-and-roll running two guards in the league, if you don't you don't really need a true one to run this offense, you also have a guy like Kevin Durant who all you really need to do is have somebody bring the ball up to the timeline and he'll take it from there. Um, and, and so a guy like Jordan Goodwin who on the other side of the ball can just harass the best point guard on the other side, the best two guard on the other side, and take that off of Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, I think that's you know that's that's three times more important than having a ball dominant point guard in the true sense of the word. Now let's look at, at Boston. I know it hurt them to part with Marcus Smart. They loved him. Uh, the Celtics fans loved him. He's yeah, a real, loved him. He's a, the team loved him. He's a glue guy. Um, but I think it was probably time. And I think it'll be a real good opportunity to see if he can be a glue guy in Memphis where they definitely, definitely need a veteran presence to show what it takes to be a pro. And um, and so I'm very hopeful that his influence on and off the court will be a big boost for the Memphis Grizzlies. Porzingis going to Boston, man, I think they got better. I think they got a lot better, and I think they're going to be scary. Yeah, uh, Brad Stevens talked about it, about, about the balance, he said. Uh, I said this at the start of the summer. I thought what we needed to balance our roster and make sure we looked and the best way to do that. And that meant we were going to likely lose a really, really good player. So getting that 7-3 center in, in Chris Das Porzingis, that's Brad Stevens and the Celtics' best way to grow, in their opinion. And I think that's mirroring the fact that the league has more talented centers than ever. And the, the, the last uh, trophy 
and a lot of the MVPs have been lifted by centers. The last three MVPs, the last you know four MVPs have been lifted by guys who are six ten or taller, six eleven or taller, or arguably seven feet. Um, and and so that's the natural kind of you know bend you go with the league when you start getting dominated by a certain position group. And I think it's interesting the Celtics jumped out ahead of it the way they did, and it did like you said work out perfectly for a Grizzlies team again that needs a glue guy that needs a you know, leader mentality. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays with both of those squads. I think so too. And then the other team is the Wizards. And, you know, I can see the opportunity for talent gathering over the next six years. Well, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to pick the right people? Um, I don't know how they're going to sell this to their fans. I, I, you know, hey, be a little more patient. Be a little more patient. Have, what, I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, it's a little hard. Um, I, I mean, I liked. Um, so they took Bilal Koulibaly, um, and and I and I liked the move. He's he's the Frenchman who played with um, Victor Wembenyama. Um, so I mean, I, I thought he was an interesting player, but I mean. That's, that just seems like the kind of pick they've made in the past. It just hasn't worked out. You know, Yijian Leon. No, that, that was the that was next season. I'm thinking, um, God, they drafted a Euro, and I'm blanking on what the heck his name was right now. But it's just, it's, it's, it's a weird, that's just kind of the picks they've made in the past, and it hasn't worked out. Uh, one of the other ones is the Warriors. I mean, the, 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 the Chris Paul thing is fascinating to me just because if Draymond Green resigns them after declining at 27 million dollar player option i just think draymond green and chris paul on the same team is freaking hilarious well they'll be able to uh maybe they'll be able to get an aarp discount for the whole team that's not right another team that's really gonna have to work, look at their team construction i think we talked about at the beginning of the year but i but it just it's bad it's just insane to me again this past year with the cap around 200 million the warriors paid a cash value for their roster of 423 million because of the luxury tax. Wow. And I mean, it's insane how much they were paying. It's insane. So it's interesting to see, it's going to be interesting to me to see what kind of deal Draymond gets now because 27 million is a lot when, you know, a lot of the regular season, you're playing great defense, but you know, you're given, you know, six, six and six. Uh, it, it's it's rough to give somebody almost thirty million at that point, but it'll be he's such a glue guy. You can't you can't not. I, it's is. almost like if you're the Warriors, he's saying blink because you know how important I am. I kind of got to respect him for forcing the hand. I don't know the details of the CBA negotiations and when that comes out, but I'm I'm wondering if we'll get to a time like prior to arbitration in Major League Baseball and their labor negotiations. What was happening was you're more than happy to pay your stars whatever whatever they need whatever they whatever it takes to get Matt Rocchio on my team and to have him play I'll pay it but after your star true stars I'm not paying anybody anything because you can just find guys you know a bunch of jags and that would be the fear of the rank and file of the um, of the NBA Players Association, if I were them, I, well, I think I think the NBA is, is more scared of that because if you take away the max contract um, outline 
and, and, and the rules as it is, the framework as it is now. The reason they did that was so that low was that mid market teams could incentivize their draft picks yeah. to stay on that second contract more. Yeah. And so is it the rank and file or is it is it the owners from the mid market teams that will always stop that? I think that's probably what it is. I think the complaints from the owners is probably where the real stoppage of that kind of freedom in in, in max deals would come from because they don't want to they don't want to have to pay their rookie that they drafted first overall after a tank job. They don't want to have to pay him obscene amount of money to stay in Oklahoma City. I apologize for the shot. Um, as opposed to taking twelve million less because he really wants to be a New York Nick. Like that's and that that they can't have that. That that they cannot be having that kind of stuff. You have to be able to give the guy that you drafted an extra fifteen million that he stays in your city. Yeah. And they and they can't be able to give it to him. That's just that's kind of the fact of the matter. Yeah. Speaking of having control of players without having to actually entice them to come to your city, the NBA draft was last night. And going first overall to absolutely no one's surprise, uh, he was minus sixty thousand on FanDuel, which meant again a cool sixty thousand dollar bet would net you a hundred dollars. <laughs> Pay for your food on draft night, I guess. Uh, but Victor Wembanyama picked first overall by the San Antonio Spurs. It wasn't surprising. It is somehow incredible that every time the San Antonio Spurs have the first overall pick, they get a seven-footer who's going to change the entire freaking game. They know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. It's not hard to draft seven-footers, though. The one big thing was, though, of course, uh, Kobe uh, Brown um, from yeah. – Mizzou gets drafted at the very end of the first round. He goes 30th overall to the Los Angeles Clippers. I said earlier this morning and got excoriated for it by, by some people that he could be a – it wouldn't surprise me a few years down the road if he's a small ball five, you know, three and D kind of like, you know, he's, he's six seven, two 250 pounds. There's no reason, in my opinion, best case scenario, that he can't be a more athletic version of like a P.J. Tucker or a Jay Crowder where he's just playing defense, chucking threes, and, you know, banging bodies with, you know, somebody who's five inches taller than him, but they're both technically centers. Does he does he have it in him to um, be a Draymond Green, but who can shoot? Yeah, I mean that's that's essentially what PJ Tucker was for the for the for the Suns and the and the Bucks in, in those years, Jay Crowder as well. And again, those guys are 6'5, 6'6, 250 pounds. Kobe Brown's coming into the league at 6'7", 250. Yeah. He cuts that 250 up a little bit, Yep, you know, tightens it up a little bit. There's no reason he can't bang in the post with some of the centers in today's game. Again, it's getting bigger again, but there's no reason he can't be a small ball, you know, 4'5". And, you know, it's going to be more, you know, can he stick with the quicker fours and threes out of the perimeter than it's going to be is he able to bang the body with the bigger guys. And then, again, he's a guy who shows. He's got a good stroke. He's got a good natural handle the you know more guard aspects of the game he's got that in his pocket him becoming a three-point shooter especially a corner guy that that's not a big leap at all no not at all um i think he saw his advisor saw a real opportunity you know the first round money um he he just got in but he did it doesn't mean oh he almost well he could have been second eh, i don't care what could have happened i care what did happen he bet on himself and I like people that bet on themselves, and I think he's probably going to be a terrific NBA player. 
Yeah, and I like that he's going to the Clippers. I think Tyron Lue would do good things with him in that in that kind of role. Yeah. Uh, Demoy Hodge also from Mizzou headed out on a undrafted free agency contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. Unfortunately, no news yet on on our boy from from SLU, Yuri Collins. I underrated what Jordan Goodwin would be able to do in his NBA career. When we talked, when we first had started this podcast, I thought you know when we were talking about Jordan Goodwin, I, I you know, my thing was like you know that guy's gonna worst case scenario. He's going to give some European guards hell for the next 10, 15 years of his life. And I kind of underrated that. And at this point, I'm willing to say about the same level of Yuri Collins, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's even higher. But, man, worst-case scenario, in the, especially in, like, an open-court Euro game, Yuri Collins is going to be dropping 11 assists on some European backcourt um, that, don't, that doesn't see it coming. And I, I have no doubt that that's the, that's the lowest rung he's going to hit with his vision in that open court. You remember back in the day when Rick, when they, when everyone in the NBA was obsessing over Ricky Rubio and they were showing those highlights yeah. and you would, you saw with that much more room, what a guy with vision can do in that game. And I don't care what you say about Yuri Collins. There's no doubt the guy's got a ton of vision on the basketball court. Yeah. So it will be interesting. Do you um, try to go the, the G league route so that everybody in the NBA is watching you every day Mm -hmm. um, do you fear getting lost in Europe or do you say I can go over there and make a lot of money and take my shot every off season and coming back to the, to the U S um, um, you can make a great living for yourself, uh, in Europe or in Australia and other places. Um, but at all these guys, they want to play in the league and it's called the league for a reason. So if he would get a G league, look, it wouldn't surprise me if he took that first. Absolutely, yeah, and, and I'd love that form. Obviously, where we we hope uh, we hope we see the name pop up on on a on a trial. I, I would love to see him in summer league. Summer league is is so fun. It's just, it's this weird kind of like hallucination of basketball, and it's just some guy guys will like go off for like thirty point games in the most random times in the world and never hear their name again. Yuri Collins, I guarantee you, if he plays in the summer league, at least two Sports Center top ten. Alley-oops. Like, I guarantee you, he's, he, if he's playing in summer league, he'll put on an absolute show. And I really hope he does. That would absolutely make me so happy. Mainly because I'm one of those about, weirdos who watches it. Or let's put him on the Phoenix Suns. Oh, there you go. Point like you guard said, that costs you zero. And you know what? Like I said, they get the defense from our, our boy Jordan. Yep. You get a little bit of the ball handling, a little bit of the pick and roll to give Bradley and uh, Devin Booker some, some off-ball time. I like the way you're thinking, GM Rammer. I like the way you're thinking. Well, I just know this. I got to get on the, uh, I got to get on the website and get some Suns gear. Yes, you do. Jordan Goodwin number. Oh, if he's zero, please tell me zero is available. Hold on a second. I got to, I got to check this out right now. Hold on a second. I got to check this out right now. Um, Suns roster. Please tell me the number zero. If if Jordan Goodwin can wear number zero, uh, Tory Craig has it right now. They better cut his ass. Um, <laughs> if I can get a zero Jordan Goodwin jersey or something like that, if he gets a good number, I'm buying that jersey in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. God, Jordan Goodwin's gonna play with Kevin Durant next year. How does that? How, how crazy is that? I dig it. I'm. A, I'm they're my team now. <laughs> there it is. We are officially a Suns podcast. So we will return next week. We're gonna break down the entire Suns draft because we are a Absolutely. Suns podcast too. Absolutely, Rammer. Thank you, Joe, so much for joining me. We'll be back in a week or so. We're going to talk a little slew basketball on the next two-man game pod, get a little bit into the available players, some of the transfer news as well. There's the shirt he's wearing as well. 
Before we go, though, I got to tell everybody about my friends over at Munganast, St. Louis Acura. Rammer, my Freon, I think is low in my uh -oh. RAC. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I said uh-oh as well. But again, not that not that worried because I'm just going to go online, book my appointment at Munganast St. Louis Acura. Because they have so many bays and they're so quick with their work, there probably is going to be uh, an appointment for me early next week because that's how great they are. That's how efficient they are. That's how open they are. Book it right there online. It's going to be so easy. I'm going to roll right in there. No fuss at all. I'll sit down, have a couple muffins, have a little soda, and, you know, have a little Danish. And, and you know, muffins all... and a Danish? I, you know, I, I... I mean, if you're, you're going to put it in front of me, I can't help right. it. So have a little muffin, have a little Danish. Not both. Maybe just one or the other. Fine. Fine. Um, but then they're going to have me in my car right out the other way. It's going to be hot in St. Louis, and it's going to be cold in my car. Thanks to Munganat St. Louis Acura again. I didn't buy my car there, but I take my car there because they're the absolute best. And the next time I'm going to be looking for a car, you know where I'm going to be going. That's Munganat St. Louis Acura. Give them a call right now. Check them out online, Munganat St. Louis Acura. Rammer, thank you again so much for joining me today. You have a great weekend, sir. And again, I know this is a little bit of a balm for a, for a poor Cardinals season, but maybe hopefully, as we talked about earlier today on Daily Cards Live, maybe they can get a little bit of a mini sweep the Cubs, that'll make everybody a little bit happier. Yeah, and by the time we talk again on two-man game, maybe the uh, St. Louis University roster will be set. I, I don't know if it will be, but maybe it will be. We'll talk about it. Absolutely. Rambo, thank you so much for joining me today. You have a great rest of your day. See you, buddy. See you later, St. Louis. Have a great day. From our roots in St. Louis, Royal Banks of Missouri is branching out to continue serving you with our locations in St. Charles, Jerseyville, Granite City, and now in Hannibal, Center, and New London. Royal Banks of Missouri, the community bank in your community.